Hi, I'm Keshav Naidu and this is Talk to the Brand. Together, we bring you inspiring stories from the world of brand building. Today we have in our studio Gopal Mochi. Gopal started his journey in retail. He then went on to a niche e-commerce startup. His brand journey started with JWT. He was the head of CRM and BTL for JWT India for about 7 years. He then took his experience working with mature brands to help startups where he was the president at a consumer focused VC fund. Welcome Gopal. Thanks Keshav. Please tell us uh, a little more about your journey and the stories that you've gathered along the way. Yeah, so Thanks for the brief introduction. I think it goes way back to when I actually started my career pretty early and um, got involved with uh, India's first private LPG brand uh, back in '95. I think that was an interesting journey. I think we forgot to mention that, but that sort of really got me closer to anything to do with a consumer brand, right? It was a B2C brand which we had built, uh, which we then sold off. And then, of course, you know the rest is history. Mm. So, when you say LPG, you mean like liquid petroleum gas? Liquid petroleum gas. The 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 those the. D- so you have your cylinders? usual yeah you have your usual PSU brands right? But uh, back in nineties, it has the, just been opened up. It had just privatized. got privatized, and we were the first to enter it. And uh, you well, know what was the brand? As close as you can get to the Indian household. Yeah. Uh, the brand is called Suraj Gas, actually. Yeah, it's still around. So. How how did your journey with uh, advertising or making brands begin? Where did it exactly start? You said Suraj was your first uh, glimpse of this. Well, I think that's really that that part of my life really got me thinking and 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 about how to delight consumers. I thought I already had a knack for it, right? You know, you know, it's amazing. Early in your life, you recognize what are you cut out for, and. Uh, that was something that sort of interested me. I would have taken the brand forward. I would have built a couple more brands. Somewhere in my journey, I also started a kids clothing company that took off extremely well. We were like the Gap Kids for India. Wow. Right. What uh, was that? It called? was called Fun Clothing. Fun. Uh, it's amazing that the first word you used with respect to brands was delight the consumer, which is which is not something you hear the, as the first thing. It's like which what, is the truth? I guess. It's like what Karan Johar recently said, right? Either fashion, you got fashion or you don't. <laughs> Similarly, either you got a knack for consumers or you don't, <laughs> or you don't, right? Either you are a consumer or you know what a consumer likes. And I think you can only wear one of these two hats. So let's let's kind of you know, clearly you for you it's very intrinsic, you know, it comes naturally. So what would you say? How would you say you go about uh, creating, build, or building? A brand like any brand that you've had so, so many experiences. Like, what is it? How do you go about it? I think you know that's a very large canvas out there, right? right. So let's limit ourselves to talking about my most recent uh, experience experiences with startups, where I was advising a lot of startups on building brands from scratch, and we did a whole lot of workshops. We, in fact, uh, started a bit of a club or a or a once in a month thing called. Uh, was it called Thriving Thursdays? Beyond Thursdays. Beyond Thursdays. Right? And, uh, sorry, it was called Beyond. And uh, what we actually did was we created a platform for a lot of speakers on various subjects of marketing to come and interact with startups and entrepreneurs firsthand to give them a view of what all are the various components of brand building, right? From, you know, BTL to... Uh, digital to we had speakers from Google we we had 
Roshan Abbas, I remembered one of the speakers, uh, you know, who's a guru in experiential event. marketing. Yeah. Uh, so we did that. He I runs think. an agency called Encompass. Right? Encompass, yes. Uh, which is now a WPP group as well. Right. So, so interestingly, we did a lot of work with startups. And I think uh, one of the things that we always sort of focused on and, and we told the startups is don't try and get the look and feel. I know it's very important, but don't work too hard on that. And I think entrepreneurs do have that realization not to spend large amounts on design mm. in the initial stages and, right. and start with something more scratchy and get it get it moving yeah get it moving it's i think all new age startup brands are about delivering the brand experience right and narrating the story well behind the brand right it's it's how you narrate the story and how how the consumers actually receive the story and there is a charm and then delivering in it. the experience there is right? a charm in it when a startup tells its story in a in a sort of in low cost manner even right sometimes yeah sometimes and sometimes even as direct as some of these startups i know uh, you know usually some of the good better startups have come out from you know the iit circuit etc right and a lot of these startup stories are actually very human because it's first person unlike some of the more established brands because there's no real face or human behind it that you can imagine right well Does yes help? and no i think uh, one of the things that we've always wanted to do after a certain point is to put the face behind the brand to let people know that it's there is a this, there's a guy doing it for or a, or a woman if you see ola it's bhavesh it's you know if you see zomato it's dipinder if you see make my trip it's deep people yeah. know these people behind the scenes right and, and women, men and women like so your story shraddha Sharma, of course of course, of, of course it's quite so i think it's important at some point because also a lot of these products and services being consumed by so-called millennials, right? Yeah. And they're on social media and they read about it and they connect their own aspirations with these guys. And I think that seems to be working well for a lot of brands because not only are they targeting and, and, and starting and giving something that is filling a gap, but they're also connecting at some at a at higher a, level with these consumers saying that, hey, if you know this guy can get out of his college or, or move out of his job and do it. Hmm. And so can I, I think there's a sort of a connection there. Absolutely. It's not uh, a, it's a, in it's, the face, but it's, there's a connect. It's a, it's a huge sense of pride. I think, I think there will be very few young Indians who would not feel the sense of pride for our startup culture. Uh, actually, Keshav, that's a damn good point that you brought out. And the whole pride angle is actually what's driving the whole startup industry today, right? There's ownership. And there's ownership there's, uh, for the first time, I think we've got our PR right around it. Coming back to brands and what these guys are creating and and how they are building it is uh, an emerging is an amazing journey for each one, and it's extremely different. So there are no set rules now. There are no rules. Right? There are absolutely no rules, and on the contrary, all the rules that we've learned in the past about you know research and digging deep and getting the brand right and everything is sort of out of the window out of the window and and everybody's experimenting and what i love about these guys and and the fun part about working with the entrepreneurs and startups is that you know they are open to experimenting and and just and they keep reinventing and so right? fresh and to the to the process they are fresh to the process so there's a storm of new ideas mm. right uh, i remember working with the 
godrejes of the world and right. you know they have a very set template and you right. can't work out of that template right right so if you come up with a great idea which is out of the box they'll be like hey you know we don't have marketing budgets and maybe we but startups it's the it's the exact opposite hmm. you know they're looking for that one great idea to launch the brand they're looking for that one great communication peg uh, and so on and so forth so it's a different world of course absolutely right yeah and i think the other thing that we've learned with the startup brand building today is that they're extremely straight talking yeah to consumers right yeah they're just calling apples apples because anyway their idea is so new right like an online pharmacy right yeah. any pharmacy like pharmacy pharmacy yeah right mm-hmm. if you had to say it some other way it won't register people wouldn't know what an e pharmacy is so you got to say it's online medicines you got to say just go to the app yeah you got to give the benefits right in front and we tried that believe you you know it, it, that was a learning curve for us we went to a big agency and they did, did you did you work on the campaign where they did that uh, pharmacy urvashi urvashi tr- no that no. was post my stint okay. but uh, of course you know the the thought uh, was uh, seeded by us and and agreed by the entrepreneurs right uh, that it should be a nice tongue in cheek funny kind of a campaign right. because it's already a very serious category right true you don't want to take it the dabber angle and the, the the very emotional angle to say hey you know and it's already a very dark kind of a subject right like yeah. medicines and pharmacy i'm glad they lightened it so the whole idea was to lighten it and yeah. that sort of came from our belt right super and i'm glad they, that helped a lot and, and i'm glad the entrepreneurs picked that route yeah and it seemed to be working well for them they're a brother duo right are they or are they not brothers no they're not brothers they're interestingly not brothers. they're doctors it's amazing right and imagine I, the kind of work they're producing target <laughs> is that their marketing head is all of you know in the mid 20s a guy who has never done atl before is actually managing the head an of atl their... campaign worth hundreds of crores genius and they're all just learning every day it shows it's it's so refreshing because of there is no unlearning there's none of this mountain of a uh, baggage of you know legacy branding i think a great way for them to learn is to look at peer brands right and how they're yeah. doing it and uh, another good part about startups is they just figure it out yeah right they just so on the pulse that they figure it out before you can even tell them they've got you know the the guys behind it the and they really look up to other successful startups yeah that's also there's a mutual respect the, there's a lot of that which which i don't find in the traditional marketing uh, spaces where it's always like oh i know better i i've always seen that in the in the startup marketing teams there's always this like curiosity this wide-eyedness which helps it's always you know better and i want to learn from it yeah it's always absolutely that. i i noticed that i yeah, noticed that that's true not to say anything bad about ex- like you know large marketing teams from absolutely Global not it's just a different world it's just two different uh, it's just two different worlds yeah and i think this world is so much better because it's it's fresher. constantly thinking on its feet yeah so we often you know we used to say that as investors also we always used to think what's next with the brand like our criteria for choosing somebody to invest mm-hmm. in uh, was how sustainable can the brand be in terms of its offering how deep can it go with the consumer yeah right so let's take the example of let's say farm easy or right. or zomato yeah for farm easy 
it's surprising it's just not e-pharmacy and it's not about taking medicines from one place and delivering, right? You can't even imagine the depth of data they are sitting on and what they can do with this data as level two, level three, level four, mm. right? Uh, and how they can build the business, wow. right? Look at Zomato. Yeah. And initially, it was all about just food discovery. Just and everybody's discovery. And all the layman was always wondering how they can making money out of this, right? Yeah. And once you've got the consumer, then all the revenue streams start coming up. Yeah. Right. So now they're, they're delivering food to the same consumer. They're uh, asking the same consumer to book tables. They're, you know, making, I think, a good amount of money with gold, mm. which is a subscription model. Yeah. And uh, so brand extensions are extremely important. And I think the good startups have figured out where their endpoint is going to be. Well, the endpoint is never there, but it's sort of what the horizon looks like. All the revenue streams. All the revenue streams, which is very interesting, which actually, if you are not in the industry, hmm. you will not take that angle. You will always wonder what these startups are doing and how they're going to make money, yeah. how they're ever going to make money yeah. uh, out of some of the models, right? Yeah. But, but there is clearly some vision, which is why they're being backed in the first place. Yeah, so I mean... Most of the startups that I've interacted and engaged with have thought about their piece and their offering as 1.0, 2.0, and maybe 5.0. So they know exactly how it's going to uh, go five years into the business. And it doesn't stop there, right? We say that the best startups actually figure the real business model only after they've matured. So now if you were to apply this bit of information to the brand building model, Traditionally established brands have a three to five year horizon. There's not many uh, changes or pivots going on there. Here, clearly, like you said, uh, there's a 2.0, a 3.0, a 4.0. It's, it's changing avatars pretty quickly. How does that affect the branding process? So the process essentially starts with, uh, I think it sort of grows as the journey of the company itself grows, right? I think we've seen startups starting, of course, now with digital, right? Because yeah. most of these startups can't go mainline, oh, etc. After a certain stage is when they look at going real right. serious advertising, so to say. Right. Right. So the challenge that they face in the initial stages is to build brand online. Right. First. First. And resonate what they're doing with the consumers. Hmm. And that is, I think, the most difficult stage uh, for any startup. Right. To, to get that affinity going. To get the affinity for the brand. Uh, to get what the brand is trying to do for them. Hmm. Right? That, I think, is the most critical piece for any new sort of startup. For Me Too's, it's slightly easier because people are now known to the concept. Somebody has created the Somebody's category. Somebody created the category. Right? But hmm. when you're creating a new category, the branding process... Massive challenge. Is a massive challenge. Right? And and there are there's no one way to do it. Uh, like the to need give you an example, the need doesn't exist. Yeah. So to give you an example, we also invested in a company that was doing ready-to-eat pizzas. Right. Now, pizza is a very large category. It's an established category. Hmm. But when you're doing ready-to-eat pizzas at the shelf that you just take and heat and eat, uh, to brand that against a Domino's or a Pizza Hut was a challenge. Right. So what is your medium and what's your touch point? So what you do is then start thinking channels and you know your whole experience, etc. So I think the branding process is to do a lot with experience delivery in the initial days, right? How your brand actually 
is delivered and how is it consumed by the consumer and what is the experience because it's all about the experience right now you know gone are the days where there was hard product and you know people were buying it for like the most softer angles right now people are looking for very tangible sort of benefits from yeah. the brand right i want the food to taste good i want the delivery to be on time i want the booking to happen on you know as per my requirement yeah. and it's all about convenience at the totally. end of the day yeah. right yeah. so if you factor in all this in the branding process right like i said the creative per se doesn't matter you don't need big design shops to design your you know logo and stuff like that right something simple to start out uh, really works and then it's iterative and then it's of course iterative right uh, but i think the whole branding process for some of these companies is really about creating the experience on every touch point of the brand whether it's retail whether it's digital uh, or it's online or is through the delivery mechanism that they are proposing that sort of is the branding process now and even the touch points are are kind of the the the, the list is growing each day right yeah i think all these traditional brands have really not capitalized on the new touch points right yeah look at conversations that brands are having nowadays through mediums like alexa and yeah. you know the audio channel and chatbots etc yeah these weren't in existence some years back yeah. right and i still don't see some of the brands i worked with at jwt taking advantage of these uh, because it's just not in their dna yeah and you know it, it's it's it, it it's hard to turn around these massive ships quickly to these mediums or or to kind of uh, buy into new media yeah of course i mean the 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 largest turn that they have taken so called is knowing that there's something digital and we have to make a viral video right but there's nothing there's no thing called a viral video but i think also to be startups are forced to be more frugal yeah. right and they have to choose and when you have to choose you automatically optimize brand building as a process yeah right yeah. because you don't have the resources you can't go in five different mediums you have to choose one or two mediums that will work and it makes you think creatively it makes you think creative it makes you think how you can stand out yeah right some great international examples are uh, you know the dollar, dollar shave club dollar i was just going to say yeah i think that for me was a miracle in the whole new brand space right i mean genius just one so video people, just one video and the ceo which, which just straight talked into what i'm doing right and i think that was yeah like so that was a brilliant piece of work created by the entrepreneur i'm sure that was the entrepreneur's brainchild it has to be right right and it was delivered straight out of you know like they say the horse's mouth and from the heart and that sort of clicked right because yeah. and and look at what the challenger was right like yeah. he was challenging the genius of the world right and so it's it's great to get inspired from these stories yeah. and i always used to tell startups like you have to have that one recipe right yeah. for the brand you know see the other aspect of the brand building process right now is the delivery right now and i always say that you should not waste a dollar in marketing if you don't have your product and delivery right absolutely you're just wasting everybody's time and money including the investors of course but if if you've got so all these brands pretty much you know the brand is as good as your last experience with them
So, given that you know you build so many brands and you work around brands, you have been for for a good part of your career. I'm sure you that this naturally makes you a good observer of people, right? You know, what's a good what's a good recent uh, observation or something that you've noticed about the Indian consumer? So, I think you know again the Indian consumer one is that for the most part, right? And let's talk about some of the new age brands again. Right. Have got their bullshit detectors on, <laughs> right? They know when the brand's bullshitting them, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they've consciously become more aware of what the brand is talking, saying to them, hmm. and whether it's really true. And they're looking for, like, the trust and the truth in the brand offering, right? Hmm. They're just not buying any ham, right? Hmm. And I think what's core to the change right now is also the conversation that they want to have with the brand. I think the Indian consumer, the way they are now interacting with brands, uh, their expectation of the way the brand should talk back to them hmm. has changed quite a bit. Whether it's the Gen X or the Millennials or even slightly older consumers. Like I see my parents, right, watching a lot of videos on YouTube. Right. Uh, on WhatsApp and 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 somewhere, that's the brand brand engagements happening at that level rather than traditional you know newspapers and TVs etc. The brand touch points itself have changed. Right. right? Uh, a great example of this is TikTok. Oof. Right. <laughs> Look at the asset <laughs> and the way it's going to communicate now. Yeah. I think the HULs of the world have to really catch up now to come to that level. Imagine. If HUL had started something of TikTok, it, it, just the amount of that category of people TikTok's talking to, and if you insert a brand there now, TikTok I think will have a lot TikTok of runs leverage. Campaigns. Yeah, so they'll have a lot of leverage over some of the brands and the way consumers are consuming the content, mm. and it's all very user generated. It's all very real, right? And I think that's where the shift is happening. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's no more one way. It's no more paper. It's no it, it's really a very deeper engagement. Deeper right? engagement. That's a super point to bring up. And I know? think there's a term that's been coined to a very different kind of engagement, which is fidgetal. I don't know if you've oh, come yeah? up. Yeah, it's, I it's love a, the term. It's a new term uh, in the branding world, which is called fidgetal, which is nothing but marrying your physical experience and interaction with the brand with the digital experience. Super. Because think about it, right? It's not just about, say, coming up with an ad with a like a very a jingle with a killer hook that you'll hum or which will get catchy. In the new sort of dimension now with the TikTok, you can you can have that catchy jingle, but you can have the you can have your audience literally dancing to your jingle. That's the level yeah, of. Yeah, so the smart brands the have actually campaign. started using digital, right? And and they know how to use it to employ it, yeah. to deploy it. Uh, some of the. IP brands on television have started doing it effectively, linking their digital experience to an offline experience. Right. Retail actually has a lot of catch up, catching up to do, but it's essentially retail and brands. Retail brands can benefit a lot. Uh, for example, there's a there's a brand overseas that is using the digital experience to serve tea, coffee, right within the store by picking like from a digital menu. And then once he's in the changing room, he can order that garment size from his digital dashboard in the changing room. And then it goes, it relays back to 
somebody who's sort of taking care of his requirement and brings instead of going half naked out and finding right the floor guy right so it's it's essentially because people are already very used to their devices their, their devices dashboard. and talking to dashboards they've actually taken that and put it in the offline space to give a very different experience uh, like a hybrid it's it's real a complete world digital hybrid yeah. yeah that's great that's great if you were to offer one piece of advice to brand managers or somebody a new entrepreneur what would it be i think just this advice is not advice it's truly what i believe in right and i think every successful brand really should adopt and think seriously about only one thing which is figure out what you want to deliver through the brand and make it happen right execute well and the brand building and the brand affinity and will follow so you know i i i think the only mantra for me in in the brand building space is just deliver your brand promise well figure out what one thing that you want to deliver and then deliver it well nice thank you for joining us today gopal it was an absolute pleasure having you thanks keshav and good luck for uh, talk to the brand thank you i hope you have a great journey yes thank you talk to the brand is recorded at island city studios and produced by varun singh special thank yous go out to hussein merchant jahangir jahangir rupa basu ashiar and the naidu punjabi design team do follow us on insta and facebook you'll find the links in the show notes music for the show is designed by zico if you enjoyed this episode please rate us on itunes castbox spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts don't forget to subscribe and see you next week